This is Rhema for Today Radio. So we're redeemed from the power of the devil. Then we're redeemed from the curse of the law, Galatians 3.13 said. And the curse of the law is poverty, sickness, and death, spiritual death. Jesus came to redeem us because we were sold into sin and uh, spiritual death with the devil dominating us. But you see, friends, he came to redeem us from the curse. Now, that means that if we have redemption in Christ, and we do, then Satan's dominion has been broken. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan as he talks about right and wrong thinking. My wrongdoing was the result of the spiritual death that was in my spirit, in my heart. There is an inward man. So I reminded him that the Bible said in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Now, I don't have a new physical body. But thank God I'm going to have one someday. Nevertheless, the man on the inside is a new creature. And that old man is gone that used to do those things. There's a new creature there now. You know, a Christian is not just a renovated person, renovated like a mattress is renovated, made over it, still the same old mattress made over. No, he's a new creature. Uh, this is not a reformation. That, this is something that never existed before. A new creature. Praise God. One translation reads, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new species. He's simply something that never existed before. We are not just forgiven sinners. We are not poor, weak, and staggering, barely getting along church members. We are new creatures in Christ Jesus. Well, I don't know about you, but this has been my testimony and my confession ever since I was born again in 1933. And I believe, friends, that we need to hold fast to this confession, that we need to think in line of what I'm teaching as Christians and, and believe it and confess it. Now, I've read this truth in some form or another in recent years from the pen of certain writers who've, uh, who've covered the same ground, but I did not receive the revelation from them as I knew it before. I have read their writings. I saw this as I laid upon the bed of affliction. First, I promised God before I'd ever read the Bible that I would believe and accept whatever he said in his word. And then second, I said I would put into practice, that is, be a doer, not only believe it, but confess it and do it, uh, what he said. And, and you know, I can remember uh, just as a youngster, before I ever began my ministry, well, I guess I was just a young boy preacher, all right, preaching in jail services or on the street or somewhere. And uh, I, I remember this, that many times we would... Uh, with other young people, uh, be with them, and they would uh, want to do things that's wrong and invite me to do things that was wrong. And I'd just simply tell them, no, I can't do that. And they'd say, well, why? I said, I'm a new creature. They said, you're a what? I said, a new creature. And then I began to preach the Bible to them, and many times uh, they've gotten under conviction, began to cry. I mean, more times than not, nine times out of ten. I remember even in high school, on, on the school steps sometimes, uh, or in the study hall, I preach to them, and I've seen them come under conviction. Well, you see, friends, when we know who we are in Christ, and we think in line with that and confess that, it makes a difference in our lives, and then it will also convict others. Now, much of the time, we see ourselves as just being saved from sin. 
and about all we could do is just stagger along down here and continue to live on, barely get along the street, the last house at the end of the block down by Grumble Alley. But thank God that's not true. Ephesians, the first chapter, the seventh and eighth verse says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. Now notice the expression here, in whom, in whom we have. One translation adds the word our redemption. It is in him that we are redeemed. In him we have our redemption. Now I ask the question, from what are we redeemed? Well, now someone will say, sin, we're redeemed from sin. Now that's part of the truth, but it's not all of it. And if we just think that far, and believe that far, and confess that far, then we're going to fall far short of what God has actually provided for us in his great plan of redemption. And actually, just to say it that way, that we're redeemed from sin, and leave it at that, and imply that that's all there is to it, it's not true. It's not true. We leave the wrong impression. We are in reality redeemed from the thing that made us sinners and made us sin, spiritual death. We are redeemed from the curse of the law. The Bible said, you know, in Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Now we have to look to the law and find that the punishment for breaking God's law was threefold. Uh, that it was poverty, that it was sickness, and death, that is spiritual death. And of course we have the promise of uh, being redeemed from uh, physical death eventually. Now then, we are redeemed. This scripture said, in whom we have our redemption. Ephesians 1, 7 and 8 said, in whom we have our redemption. Through his blood, according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, in whom we have redemption, our redemption. Redeemed from what? Sin? Well, true. But actually redeemed from spiritual death. Redeemed from the thing that made us sinners, made new creatures in Christ Jesus then. Redeemed from the power and the authority of the devil, as Colossians 1.13 said, that in him are in referring to Christ that it says who, referring to Christ, has delivered us from the power of darkness. The power of darkness is the power of the devil or the authority of the devil. So we're redeemed from the power of the devil. Then we're redeemed from the curse of the law, Galatians 3.13 said. And the curse of the law is poverty, sickness, and death, spiritual death. Jesus came to redeem us because we were sold into sin and uh, spiritual death with the devil dominating us. But you see, friends, he came to redeem us from the curse. Now, that means that if we have redemption in Christ, and we do, then Satan's dominion has been broken. Satan's dominion has been broken. It means that the devil lost dominion over our lives the minute that we were born again and that we became new creatures in Christ Jesus. It means that we have received a new Lord, a new master to reign over us. Jesus Christ is our Lord. Satan was our master. He did nominate us. But since we're new creatures in Christ Jesus, we have been born again, and Jesus is our master, and Jesus is our Lord, and Satan has no right to dominate us. Romans, you know, the sixth chapter, the 14th verse says, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. 
You know, another translation said, for sin shall not lord it over you. The synonary translation said, for sin shall not lord it over you. Now, if anything lords it over you, it has dominion over you. One could interpret the verse to mean Satan shall not have dominion over you, for you're not under the law, but under grace. Christ has redeemed us. He is our head. He is the head of the church. If he is the head of the church, then he is your head, you see. Uh, we are members of the body of Christ. Then he is our head. Therefore, has the devil any authority to rule the body of Christ? Why, no, we know that. We are members of the body of Christ and are to be dominated by Jesus. Satan cannot rule us, or he would be ruling the body of Christ, which is the church. Disease and sickness can no longer lord it over us. Old habits can no longer lord it over us. Now, why? Because we are new creatures in Christ Jesus. The thing that we need to do is to think in line with God's word, to believe that. Then we begin to confess it. We begin to talk about it. And then it becomes a reality in our spirits. Because of the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, the Bible said we're made to be overcomers and thus live a victorious life. Now, one can always locate a person spiritually by what he says. The majority of people will quote these scriptures and then pray that they will become real in their lives, not realizing that if they are born again and are in him, that the word is already so. All they have to do is just claim it, reach out and take it. Many asked, if it's so readily obtained, why don't I have it? Now, friends, if you had $10,000 in the bank in your name and you did not know it, you would not be any better off even though it were true or it were yours. And you would be a liar if you said it were not yours. Spiritual things can be yours, but if you don't know it, it will not do you any good. You have to make it yours from the legal standpoint. And uh, uh, not only from the legal standpoint, but from the experimental standpoint. Now, one of my favorite scriptures found in the Old Testament that has helped me through the years is Isaiah 41.10. It says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Now, I know he said that to Israel, but it is still true concerning us today. Many times we say to people, don't be afraid. There will be a brighter day. Now, you see, that these are human expressions of encouragement. But God says, fear thou not, for I am with thee. That's a good reason not to be afraid. God offers us divine health, divine deliverance. Now, can one know that he is with him and still be afraid? No. If he knows who God is, he cannot be afraid. I know this. Even before I was filled with the Holy Spirit and have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I knew the Bible, I knew faith, and I didn't cry and beg God to help me. I'd open my Bible to scriptures such as this and fall down on my knees before him and say, Dear God, I'm so glad you're with me, that you're my God, that you strengthen me always and uphold me with the right hand of your righteousness, that I do not have to be afraid for you told me not to be dismayed. Even the darkest hour, friends, you can go around smiling because you know he's with you and for you and will hold you. It's good to have friends stand with us in faith through our trials. But friends, remember this, the Lord's always with us. He's our help. Now, on the other hand, some are down and out crying, oh, God, help us. Now, God does help us many times because he's a merciful God and he'll come down to our level. But it's much better to come up to his level for our blessing. When he has to come down to our level, we stay under the gloomy cloud of wrong thinking, so to speak. 
we feed that cloud of wrong thinking and that kind of feeling by wrong thinking and wrong confession and wrong believing. But we can feed on the Word of God and feed right thinking and feed right confessing and right believing by the Word of God and it will lift us above the cloud of gloom. Romans 8.31 said, If God be for us, who can be against us? Now that should be our confession. God is truly for us. He's not against us. He's always for us. Now, someone said to me, you travel so much, you know, and on the road all the time. Uh, you just pray every minute that the Lord will go with you. I replied, I never pray like that because the word already said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. I go before thee. Now, praise God for these promises. We should all become God inside-minded. The only way we can become this way is to think God's thoughts after him. Think on what God says in his word and confess that it is true. Amen. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. If you'd like to find more life-changing resources, then visit rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Right now, I want to tell you about this month's special offer. When you call or go online, you'll be able to purchase the Heart of God package. The book from Ken Hagan, Listen to Your Heart. Kenneth E. Hagan's DVD, Just Know God, and his slimline books, The Present Day Ministry of Jesus Christ and Right and Wrong Thinking. All these resources are $24.95. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. It's not too early to, to start, start planning, thinking yes. and planning about... Winter Bible Seminar 2015. That's right. February the 15th. One of my favorite times. Yeah, February the 15th through the 20th, right here on, on the, the Rama campus. Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, start planning right now. Make your plans. Yeah, you can go on uh, online to rama.org and yes. get all the information about mm -hmm. hotels and all sorts of stuff is there. Go and find out about it. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagan's life-changing series, Right and Wrong Thinking. That's next time on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.